We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Into the second hour of the program. My name is Matt Paul. You want to join us? You can do so. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Tweet at me at Matt Pauly on air. We got a lot of audio to get to you here uh, in the next 54 minutes of uh, this program as we take you all the way till 8 o'clock. John Mozalak doing his end-of-season media session today. Adam Wainwright, who they announced has signed a one-year contract to return for one more season with the Cardinals. He also spoke with the media on Zoom. Uh, a lot of uh, the, the uh, probably the biggest headline out of this whole thing is the changes on the coaching staff. We already knew they needed a new bench coach because Skip Schumacher uh, left for the Marlins, where he'll be the manager. We find out today that Jeff Albert, the hitting coach, he exits. Mike Maddox makes the decision to uh, leave, and they're also in the market for a new uh, bullpen coach as Brian Eversgert is going to be reassigned within the organization. You look at everybody and not trying to discount it. Maybe you don't, you don't include Skip Schumacher in this conversation, but of the other individuals who are leaving for other various reasons. Uh, You look at Mike Maddox as someone who had a really positive influence uh, on this team, and uh, Mozeliak did talk about the impact of losing someone like a Mike Maddox. When you lose somebody like a Mike Maddox, you 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 know you right away realize you lose that that wisdom, that experience, and so trying to find that right balance on on what that really team looks like moving forward is is something that we're going to have to uh, try to address. Yeah, and he did address from a bigger picture just the the situation at hand with these coaches leaving. Staff changes. Um, I'm sure you're all aware, Skip Schumacher is now the manager of the Marlins, um, so that's going to create a hole at, at uh, bench coach. Jeff Albert has uh, chosen not to return. Mike Maddox will be stepping down. He's not retiring. He was not fired. He wants to do something different. He wants to do something at a different pace. Brian Eversgird, he will be uh, reassigned within the organization and uh, will work as a special assistant. 
So clearly we have a lot of openings, um, four to be exact, uh, bench coach, pitching coach, bullpen coach, and hitting coach. So what's next steps? Next steps are obviously we've got to put together a list of candidates who we think can fill that. We will look internally and we'll look externally. Um, you know, we know we have some qualified people within the organization, but we also want to make sure that we're addressing um, all our needs. And uh, so, you know, we've been aware of this for a little bit, but um, we've done some preliminary work on it. But but clearly there, there's more to do. And, um, you know, so we'll keep you up to date as that process unfolds. This organization historically has given opportunities to other coaches uh, throughout the whole system, throughout the minor leagues, coaches who have worked um, as as coordinators, whatever it might be, uh, throughout the system, and also giving current members on the coaching staff promotions. That's something that they've done. It's not for sure, though, that all of these roles will be filled by internal candidates. You know, I don't know. Um, historically, that is something that we have tried to do. Uh, but I think in fairness to this process, we, we, we have to explore both inside and outside. Um, I don't think I anticipated that we were going to have these four openings as we as we sit here today. Um, so you know you have to zig and zag and, and, and adjust. But like you know, speaking with Ollie this morning, I, you know, you, even though this is you're, we're losing some key people and, and people that helped us be very successful, you really have to approach this as just an opportunity, right? And it it, it you hope in the end it allows you to be stronger and and more prepared for the future. So that's how we're going to have to think about it. Mosaic was pushed a little bit on the reasons for uh, Albert and Maddox making the decision to exit. Both have their own uh, separate narrative. I think in in Mad Dog's case, he's just done it for so long. He's just really looking for a change of pace. I think in in Jeff's particular case, I think there was some levels of frustration and, um, you know, feeling like took a lot of the blame when things weren't going well. And for him, I think he's just open to, uh, to change. That is, sometimes we forget that these people are human beings and we can argue whether or not, because to me, it feels like what they're saying right there is that Jeff Albert is hearing the noise from people out there who are unhappy with the inconsistencies of the offense and uh, he'd kind of had enough of it. That's and that can be disappointing when, when social media and sports radio and things like that can influence those decisions. I know some people are going to say, well, you got to be mentally, emotionally strong enough to handle those type of things. That's the job that you're getting into. You're in a public spot. Same time, we do live in a world right now where, where social media can impact some of these decisions that are being made. And you feel bad for Jeff Albert that maybe he feels like he's just taken too much grief from the fan base and he makes the decision to uh, move on. Uh, I thought it was interesting at the end of the season, Mosellock did talk a lot about the fact that the coaching staff was working so well together. And I asked him, is, is it an important part for this team moving forward that all of these coaches that you bring in are a really solid fit and, and come, can come in and uh, work as well together kind of as a, an overall unit between manager Oliver Marmel and the coaches uh, that are working together? Yeah, I think this past year was was tremendous in terms of what we saw down in the clubhouse. Um, the working relationship was extremely positive. Um, 
even though I'm saying that, we have all these changes, so it's a bit odd, I know. But, um, you know, I, I do think that's important. You know, it's such a unique business, right, where, you know, you play 162 games over 187 or 184. You're together so much, and so relationships do matter. And I think it's uh, – you, you know, you look at successful teams, they tend to have that, that good, healthy relationship. And, um, you know, for the most part, you know, a lot of these guys that are leaving, they're going to be missed. But, you know, they're leaving for a reason. And so how we backfill for that is, is something that I think is going to be very important. And I think if Ollie were sitting here today, he would tell you that he does value that. So that's kind of the narrative that's coming out regarding the coaches leaving. What's the roster going to look like moving forward? That was uh, touched on as well. Mosaic made it pretty clear that they do intend to upgrade the roster. We know there's work to do. We know we have to do some things to improve our club. We didn't finish the year like we wanted to, but there was a lot to be excited about in 2022. But, you know, we have to turn the page. We've got to move on. Um, you know, there's obviously some, some obvious needs. We're going to have to address the catcher. Um, you know, have to look at, at how we want to augment our offense. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, you're always in need of pitching. So, um, you know, those will be our, that'll be our focus as we enter the GM meetings and uh, work our way up to, to winter meetings. So, he went on a little bit more about those fill the holes that they do have to fill on the roster. The obvious is we're losing Albert Pujols, right, to retirement. And, you know, you look at, at his season, it was almost a tale of two cities, right? And the, clearly that second half, he was he was really carrying our offense, and now that's gone. So, you know, when you talk about protection to, to Goldie and Nolan, that's a real question. And then, you know, you look at, at our outfield production, I think, you know, Newt definitely uh, distinguished himself, and, and that was exciting to see. But, you know, overall production, I do think we need more of. So as they go through the offseason, the idea is to go out and find players who are going to be able to upgrade what they're doing, especially from an offensive standpoint. The way we want to look at this is, you know, from an offensive standpoint, like, you know, where can we, like, make a difference? And, and also, you know, understanding, like, looking at performance from this past year, you know, how can we extrapolate what that performance might look like for next year? And and so I think in with, with being patient about this, you know, clearly if we could have something that gives us a little protection, if if Dylan doesn't get it going from the left side, you know, just having that open-minded thinking that, that, you know, we're not getting to May or June wishing we had done something. Yeah, he alluded to something there that if I was a baseball decision maker, I think one of the if I could choose a superpower, one of my superpowers that I would want to choose is the ability to evaluate when a player has a breakout season, a breakthrough season, whether or not that is something that's real, that's something that's going to continue on, or whether it's kind of a one-hit wonder. Because we see that all the time in baseball. That happens all the time. Players have these breakthrough seasons, have really solid years, and then they just never repeat it again for the rest of their career. And then you also have guys who put together nice seasons, and the next year they get better, and the next year they get better, and they just continue to uh, progress for a number of years. You know, specifically to this year's team, I think you look at Lars Newtbar. You want to count on Newtbar to be the guy next year that he was at the end of this season and continue to progress forward, but he doesn't have the multi-season track record of being that guy, and that's where these off-season decisions are really tough. Now, I do think the Cardinals roster is put together in a way 
where um, you've got versatility, uh, you've got redundancy in some spots. So if somebody doesn't step forward, and that's what he was alluding to, say when when he mentioned, well, what if Dylan Carlson doesn't uh, keep going? Do do you have other people on the roster that can go fill that spot? And that's something that they absolutely need to do. They're going to be do, able to do that in part because they absolutely are going to spend more money. I think the good news is we anticipate our payroll going up next year. I mean, I, I know it will. Um, you know, obviously we had a lot of success at the gate this year, so thank our fans for that. Um, so, you know, you get past the pandemic and, and where we are today, we're definitely one of the few clubs that, that from a attendance standpoint got close to, to uh, pre-pandemic numbers. And so, yeah, I definitely f- know that our payroll will, will go up. All right, so a lot more to get to with uh, John Mozeliak, also Adam Wainwright for that matter, as Wainwright uh, addressed the media today in addition to uh, Mozeliak talking about him returning. We'll get into that. We'll continue to uh, hear from you. If you want to chime in on the Cardinals and the news coming out of today, you can call or text 314-436-7900, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Sports open line on a Wednesday night on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's sports voice. KMOX.
Sports Open Line does continue as we go through all the comments made today by John Mosellock and also Adam Wainwright, for that matter. If we don't get through everything today, we will uh, continue through the rest of the week. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Got a text message. Is it a concern given all the openings without a change in manager? Does all this uncertainty of the team uh, with several positions need to be addressed? Um, So there was a change in the manager. It happened last year. But when the change in manager happened last year, they didn't really have changes on the coaching staff. And think about kind of the timing of it uh, last season. You were going into a very uncertain offseason with the lockout. And not that, you know, those aren't players, so you can still make moves on the coaching staff. But Oliver Marmel didn't really get the opportunity last year to really put his stamp on the coaching staff outside of filling his own position and uh, doing that with Schumacher. It was it was the Mike Schultz staff last year. So this is to me this is uh, we always thought that there was a chance there could be some coaching staff turnover where Marmel would kind of get more of an opportunity to get some of. Uh, the people that maybe he's more comfortable with on the coaching staff. Uh, so I don't, I don't think there's any concern. I think you look at each situation individually. Uh, I think Jeff Albert was very much impacted by some of the criticism he was taking. I think Mike Maddox is ready to not be an everyday coach anymore. Skip Schumacher got a managerial job, and Brian Eversgird staying in the organization just in a different role. 314-436-7900. Let's go to the phones. We'll welcome uh, Don onto the program. Hey, Don, you're on Sports Open Line. How you doing, Matt? Doing good. Okay, i got four questions for you. The first one I'm going to ask you, with the Arenado situation, if they do not spend any money, is it is that a chance for him to move on and go somewhere else? He has and to make then, the decision. Oh, let's, we'll go one on one, one by one. He has to make the decision on whether or not he's going to opt out of the contract by five days after the World Series. Okay. So what's your thoughts on that? Is he going to move on? Or is no, he I think he'll be here? back. Okay, that, that answers my question. And who is the next pitching coach? And who's the next hitting coach? Yeah, like, coach? I don't know. Uh, the the internal candidates, I think there's a very good chance that Turner Ward, the assistant hitting coach, gets moved up to the hitting coach position from a pitching coach uh, standpoint. Uh, they have Dusty Blake on staff. He's the major league uh, pitching strategist. That's his title, kind of a almost an assistant pitching coach type thing. He does a lot uh, from a from a data standpoint and a strategy standpoint. Maybe, uh, maybe he gets that opportunity. I feel like there's a pretty good chance that they go out Outside the organization. Don, I'm not the right guy to sit here and tell you this name is going to be considered and this name is going to be considered. Uh, they're going to talk to a lot of people, and uh, we'll just have to see how this all plays out. I got one more question before I get off of here. Uh, are they interested in that open uh, A's catcher, and would they have to trade for him and uh, answer that question and have a good evening? All right, Sean. Uh, all right, Don. I almost called you Sean because you're talking about Sean Murphy. Uh, they, I would assume Sean Murphy is somebody they would be interested in. Uh, they made it clear today, and we'll play some of the audio coming up uh, later on. Uh, they made it pretty clear today that they are looking to the outside uh, for a new catcher, and it doesn't really feel like they're thinking about a combination of Andrew Kisner and Ivan Herrera as being the two guys uh, moving forward. In fact, Mazalak was asked about uh, whether or not they do need to find that true everyday catcher who's going to give you 100-plus games behind the plate. 
Just depends up what we can identify. If we can find someone that can make that kind of impact, that would be great. If we can't, then you know, Kisner may get more opportunity. But you know, clearly, um, I thought Kis had a nice season. Like he, you know, first time he really got to play at the big league level, got tested. Um, he knows what he needs to do this off season. But as far as how we pair someone with him, time will tell. So catcher is a position that they are going to be targeting, whether it's free agency or trades. A lot of names are are certainly out there. Sean Murphy's a name we hear from a lot. Christian Vasquez is going to be a free agent, so he's somebody that you could go acquire just for money, not give anything else up. We heard from uh, Craig Mish yesterday. He mentioned Kansas City, Salvador Perez. I was shocked, by the way. So we threw up, uh, we, Matt Pajeski, uh, threw up the uh, the audio of uh, Mish yesterday talking about Salvador Perez and the social media reaction to that was as negative as it could be. I'd like Salvador Perez as a Cardinal, and I feel like I'm alone on an island on that one just based off the social media reaction uh, to that. Uh, Obviously, Wilson Contreras is a name that's talked about a lot. He's very much an offensive-minded catcher, and he would improve your club from an offensive standpoint. He would make your club worse from a defensive standpoint. So there are a number of people out there. There's going to be some trade candidates out there, but absolutely the the catcher who is at the top of the depth chart when opening day hits next year is a catcher who is not currently in the organization. Another text message said, uh, one thing I was looking for in 2022, could Tyler O'Neill come close to his 2021 injuries kept us from finding out. And Mosaic talked about that today, saying that they have to find a way to keep Tyler O'Neill healthy. I think Tyler has a chance to be an exciting player, right? We, we we saw glimpses of that, but but obviously 2022 was not the year that that he wanted, nor the year that we wanted for him. Um, so adjustments have to happen. And I think the good news is he's going to be in St. Louis a lot of this off season, so he'll have access to our training staff and and you know be able to come down here and work at Bush. So I'm excited that he'll have that opportunity for prepping for 2023, but you know clearly. He something has to change and he has to do something different. One of the other big news items that came out today is that Adam Wainwright indeed will be returning next season. You know, starting with Adam Wainwright, obviously we're, we're you know, super excited that he's coming back. Um, I think some of you understood that he did. You know, starting with Adam Wainwright, obviously we're, we're you know, super excited that he's coming back. Um, I think some of you understood that he did have interest in, in pitching again. He and I started talking about this, you know, early September. Um, you know, obviously, the September didn't go as the way he really wanted it to. But, you know, we really do feel like there, there's something left in that tank. And, and uh, we all know how competitive he is. We know how special he is um, in that clubhouse and what he means to this organization. So, you know, just glad we were able to get it done. I think uh, um, he can have a normal off season. I spoke with him this morning. He's, he's excited. He's energized. And obviously, uh, um, you know, you think about how we look at our roster um, next year. You, you're always going to be needing pitching. And so having him come back is, is certainly helpful for all of us.
So with that announcement, Wainwright also spent some time speaking with the media. He had a lot to say, talked about his late season uh, struggles, talked about his final season with the Cardinals, talked about the idea of uh, getting into the Hall of Fame, talked about the numbers that he's going to be looking for this upcoming season. We're going to hear all of that from Wainwright. We'll do that coming up in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. You bet. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We do continue on after John Mozeliak spoke to the media today. Cardinals president of baseball operations, pitcher Adam Wainwright, who as it was announced uh, during Mozeliak's uh, conversation that he would be back this upcoming season. Wainwright uh, spent some time on Zoom with the assembled media as well. Maybe the biggest question, let's get to it first. Is this upcoming season going to be the final year for Adam Wainwright? Well, this is, you know, there's a, it's a, it's a tricky thing, right? Like I could tell you yes, but then there's a whole lot of hoopla that you got to go through because it's your last one. You know, one of the main reasons that wanted me like that, that made me want to retire this last year was that everybody was unsure if I was, you know, there wasn't a lot to do about it. It was kind of, it would have been a sneaky thing. I could have just rode off in the sunset and said, see ya. That would have been a good way to go out in my mind. i I just have, I have so many distractions as it is. I don't need any more. So if I tell you it's the last one, am I going to have to go through a bunch of stuff? You know what I mean? Like, am I going to have to answer that interview everywhere I go? Am I going to have to talk about, you know, what it means to be at this juncture in my life and every day of the whole season, you know, that, and I know that part of it, that's part of what comes with playing for, you know, until you're 41, 42 years old. So I get part of that, but, I just don't need all that distraction. My main focus this play next year is to go out and win and help this team win. And uh, anything that distracts from that is, is uh, not wanted. So um, long story short, yes, this will be the last one. Just everybody relax, you know, let me pitch. Let me go out and perform. Don't, freak out about it every single day and let's just see what happens so there it is he says this upcoming season it's going to be the last one he said this is the last year of adam wainwright he doesn't want people to make a big deal of it but indeed it is going to be his final season well you know it's a it's a there's a it's a tricky thing because for me i don't want any of that but but what i've been told from from players and fans and family 
is that I need to enjoy that and soak that up, you know. And, uh, you know, for me, if I went out and pitched 33 games next year and then six or seven more in the postseason, we win the World Series. And then I got to say on the on the stage, the World Series stage, if I got to say, nice knowing you, I'll see you all later, that would be the way to do it for me. But uh, I just had a, a, a teammate of mine just – text me a second ago while we were talking saying you deserve the hoopla you need the hoopla and I, I just don't know about any of that because Albert is uh in a league of his own and so is Yachty and I'm not in that league um but I do appreciate um I do appreciate the love and support from the fans um but I don't think I deserve anything like those guys do honestly I mean like I just don't Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina are no doubt hall of famers Adam Wainwright is probably a fringe Hall of Famer. Uh, right now, he's probably on the outside looking in. Maybe he's able to do some things this upcoming season that would be enough to put him uh, on the on the inside on that. Uh, he does admit that he has actually thought about whether or not there's much of a chance that he could uh, get into the Hall of Fame. I, I think you're, you know, I'd be lying to say that I'd never thought about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's really cool. I'll tell you what's really cool for me. It's really cool for me to know that in 2018, when I thought I was retiring for real and I was hurt real bad, I knew there was no chance, not even a conversation, you know, that didn't even need to be talked about. It was one of those things. Well, if you could have, and I even remember seeing this on MLB network, um, Al Leiter, there was a question, uh, Al Leiter and Harold Reynolds and a couple others. They were, they were asking each other, Who's who's the shoe ins in the in the Hall of Fame, and who's the guys that would have got in if you know if they hadn't got hurt, if they would have you know whatever. And uh, Al Leiter said, Adam Wainwright, if he could have just stayed healthy, man, he would if just a few more years he could have done it. And to know that four or five years later I'm still pitching, and uh, and people are even considering it, that's pretty cool to me. So he's coming up on 200 wins. Is that a number that he's really looking at or maybe a bigger number? I'll tell you that I'll just go out and, and put it on record that the number that I'm looking at next year is not 200. The number I'm looking at is 210. And that's, that's a number that, you know, I just feel like it would be cool to just, just only be behind Mr. Gibson and pretty much everything, you know? Um, but the other number I'm thinking about is 212 because one of my greatest competitors in everything else off the field now is John Smoltz. We love competing against each other and everything. And he's got 212 victories. Now he he closed out 350 game, 350 years save seasons. So he's got me there. But I always remind him I closed out a World Series, so I don't care about any of that 50 nonsense. But uh, if I get more than 212. I'll have some real bragging rights, you know, and that'd be good to kind of rub in his face. Got some work to do. He's sitting at 195 career wins, so he's talking about uh, 210 or 212 to uh, try to get there. He also was asked about whether or not maybe he'll get his number retired as a Cardinal. Yeah, again, no pressure, Mo, but, um, <laughs> you know, I did I did look out there at the wall this year, and I thought, okay, there's two spots right there at the end of the thing you know, clear for four and five. Those are, that, that clears the way for four and five. But then I looked, Hey, is that another spot down there on the end? Is that three spots? I see wide blank, you know, on the left field fence. It's just right there. You know, it's a perfect, it's an open spot that nobody's taken. And, you know, I just, you know, 50 is a beautiful number. Everyone would, you know, love to see it. You know, I, I can't do any flips though, to be doing cool pictures like that, like Ozzy has on the wall, but, um, 
I don't know what it would be, but that would be neat. You know, just no pressure, though. No pressure. Just, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool. While he is set to return, it was never a shoe in that he would. And uh, family was a big reason that he did consider calling it quits after this past season. That's a big hang with him for the girls right now. And my son, I just feel that is the one thing I feel bad about. You know, that honestly, that is the that was the biggest reason for me to retire um, was for a puppy. Uh, I know that the team kind of wanted me to retire, I think, in a way, because they're that that walking off the field scene was pretty special with Yachty and Albert. So I, I might be ruining their marketing stuff coming back. But uh, I also think they're excited to have me back, you know, also. But uh, we just got some unfinished business, you know. Uh, the puppy can wait. I'm going to still try to talk my wife into it midseason. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think I'm going to probably lose that battle. I'm 0 for 17 on it so far, so no reason to think I'll win this one. But um, my kiddos are are uh, are amazing, and they told me to play, and they said that they can wait for another half a season or another year for, for a puppy. So, And, you know, when you look at him and, and the way the season went down and maybe his motivation to return, he made it clear he was not happy with the way the season ended. I do tend to think that the way the season ended, I do think that it, it led even more to me coming back because I just didn't like that. You know, I didn't like, I don't like going out like that. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't performing like I know I should have been performing. I wasn't helping the team. Like I knew I should have been helping the team. We didn't win. I love my teammates, but it, it just kind of feels like looking back on it now that everything that happened happened uh, to lead me back for one more year, you know, like, you know, I have no regrets on anything looking back on it now um, because it, it's going to it's gonna make me better for next year. Um, it's a great learning process I went through. And, and uh, I think I think it uh, I think it was just I think it just was like meant to be for me to come back for one more. You know what I mean? One of the big things on him coming back is getting back to who he was really the first three quarters of the season before he ran into issues uh, down the stretch. He talked about those late season struggles and uh, what they mean for him moving forward. Yeah, no, that's my fault. That's, that's totally on me because uh, I, was, I was scouring all the, ma- the, the things that have been at fault for, for a, a, a lack of fastball command or or not get, or, you know, maybe I'm missing arm side up, or maybe I'm pull hooking it down in a way. Those things I always, I had three main keys uh, that I, that I, for 17 and a half years, and even more than that, when I get out of whack just a little bit, there's three things that I need to jump back into or to, to, to mind. And then I get right back on track. My delivery is very simple. There's not a whole lot of big giant moving parts. I get back to the same spots. The key to my success most of my career has been controlling and, and uh, repeating my delivery. You repeat the delivery, you repeat your pitches, you know, 60 feet away. Uh, my, my, my foot landing shorter, I, I, it felt weird. I knew something was wrong there. But I just didn't realize the extent of it. You know, it's never – it was almost a foot short. And uh, that just – you know, when you land a foot shorter than when you have for a long, long time, if you land two inches short or three inches short, there's a difference 60 feet away. There's a big difference. But if you land that much too short, I was eight to 12 inches short on almost every stride there that when we went back and looked at it, 
my extension way, way short. And we were, we were trying to figure out what those reasons for extension were when we finally recognized that it was, was stride length, you know, and I was trying to do something every week. It's not like I was like, well, this time I'm going to go out there and pitch great. You know, this, this is going to be the one it'll be different. I wasn't trying to do the same thing over again and expect different results. I was trying new things every time and nothing was sticking and I'm going, what in the world is it? And so that was the thing um, that I found. And I I found it, I found it a little bit in the bullpen warmup session before I pitched my San Diego game, but it felt so bad. I'd gotten so off track that it felt so bad that I was not able to repeat anything close to the plate. Like I wanted to, or needed to, to go out. And so I, it was kind of one of those fixes where you're like, I know I need to do this, but I don't know if I can do this in the moment. Like I normally can correct something in the moment. This took, this took a thousand reps in front of a mirror to fix it. This took a thousand reps working down the hill. I, I was in Milwaukee. I went out there for 45 straight minutes and just worked on getting down the hill and landing where I was supposed to do. And I'd never have had to worry about that. So this was a new problem for me. That's a long answer of what went wrong. And I think, what that tells you, and it was a remember his social media post that he had on what went wrong. Like he got very, very uh, deep into that, um, and thought it was, um, yeah, thought it was interesting. And in fact, John Mozeliak was asked about that. Was asked about the explanation that Wainwright gave uh, for his struggles down the stretch of the season. Well, I actually knew he was going to say that well before he published it. Um, you know, obviously. You know, I, I, I kind of respect his answer, though, like, like, you know, he has a process that, that he does on his own that that he's had, obviously, tremendous success doing. Um, he got away from that a little bit and since and, and clearly performance suffered. The good news is he feels like there is something that he can physically do differently. And, uh, you know, clearly that gives us more confidence in, in bringing him back. Um does that answer your question? It is, I guess, the question. What is the way to find that earlier? Is it a matter of just Adam's process, or did you identify maybe? Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of people were, were were blaming the coaching at that point. Um, I understand that's a fair question. I, I think, though, when you really understand Adam's process, he's not leaning on pitching as may, or coaching as much as maybe a younger player might. And, and so um, I don't think placing fault here is as important as at least we have an answer and now we're moving forward all right so up next uh, one more thing i want to get into before the show is over today and again over the next couple days we'll continue to pass along some more of this audio from uh, both uh, john mozalock and adam wainwright uh, but mozalock did get into the situation with nolan arenado and how they're feeling about him potentially returning to the team next season we'll get into that coming up in just a moment it's sports open line here on kmox Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mazalak, spent about 40 minutes with the media today. Pitcher Adam Wainwright returning on a one-year deal. He spent about a half hour with the media today, so a lot of things were said. We have not been able to get through all of it today, so we'll continue to uh, go through it over the next couple days here on the program. But uh, one final topic that I did want to get into 
the decision that Nolan Arnato has in front of him on whether or not he's going to opt out of the contract or not. Moselak, uh, in his uh, opening remarks, gave a bit of an update on where all of that stands. Nolan Arnato, um, you guys are all aware, he has an out clause in his contract. Uh, I, I went out and met with him on Monday just to discuss the situation, and uh, very hopeful there's some resolution here uh, shortly. I thought maybe, so we've talked a lot about this, and one of the things, I, I've said this, and I'm certainly not alone in saying this, but it turns out maybe I was wrong. We've talked about the potential restructuring of the deal, where, yeah, he can opt out of the contract, so maybe you do something like guaranteeing that final year, which is an option, throwing a little bit more money at him, whatever it might be, just doing a restructure, and I guess that's still a possibility, but uh, listening to what uh, Mazalak had to say, it really feels like they're not going to restructure this deal. No, I don't think it's about reworking the deal. I just think it's, you know, He's just trying to use his time and, and, and sort of sort through some things. He asked some questions on, you know, how we were thinking about the club, what we're thinking about in the future, um, you know, topics like, you know, how are we going to deploy our resources? And again, it was it was a very positive conversation. Um, you know, I'm, I'm again hopeful and optimistic that we can we can come to a place where we're both happy and uh, and have that understanding. But he just wants a little time to think through that. So it's as simple as either he opts out or he doesn't. That's correct. So that that follow up question there, I think that was Martin Kilcoin from Fox Two who had that follow up question saying, so it's as simple as. He either opts out or he doesn't. It's not about restructuring the deal. And Mosellock essentially confirmed that. I thought that answer was really interesting. And we'll probably spend some more time on this later on in the week. But to me, it almost feels like Arenado was interviewing Mosellock on whether or not the Cardinals are going to do enough that he feels comfortable opting into the contract. If you listen to what Mosellac said right there, he talked about the fact that Arnado had questions. Where are you going to deploy resources? What kind of moves are you going to make? What is this going to look like? Nolan Arnado wants to win a World Series. I, th- I absolutely believe he wants to be in St. Louis and he wants to win a World Series in St. Louis. But he's got a big decision in front of him. And if he were to opt out of the contract, he could probably go make more money elsewhere. A lot more money? No, probably not. But more money? Yeah, he could go make a little bit more money somewhere else. But because he has this opt-out, he's got the opportunity. He's got the ability to sit here and ask questions of the organization uh, to make sure that he feels comfortable opting in. And we don't know where he's at right now. When he spoke with the media following the uh, last game of the season, when they got knocked out of the playoffs, he certainly sounded like, to me, somebody who intended to return to the organization. Um, The fact that Mazalak openly spoke today about payroll going up, to me, that almost feels like it's a message to Nolan Arenado, that this organization is saying they're all in. And so there should be some sort of, as he said, some sort of a resolution. Adam Wainwright said that uh, he and Paul Goldschmidt have been uh, putting together an effort, letting Arnado know how bad they want him back on the team next season. Oh, yeah. Well, we've already been doing that. I've already been doing that. Goldie and I have been on him. Hopefully that works out. I think it will. Those guys are 
Nolan wants to be here. You know, he wants to win, and he, we give him a great chance to win a World Series every year. Not many teams can say that, and we we have a chance every year when we get to spring training to win a World Series. And uh, only a few teams, only probably four or five teams a year have that realistic odds to go into a season and win it. Um, and we, we have that year in and year out. So that's a, that's a rare thing. I think he knows that. He loves playing in front of our fans. Um, he's just got to do what's right for him and his family and, and for his career, you know. So I never get in the way of that, but I do always I do always support him and I always try to get him back here because he's, he's a special talent. There's not many like him in the world. I think he's going to be back. I do. I think he's going to be back, and uh, there will be a decision made at some point in time on whether or not he is going to uh, be back. Uh, but I, I think he's, I think he's going to be back, and that's obviously a very good thing for this organization. I, I would love, and I don't know if Mosellock would ever talk about it openly. I'd love to be able to like sit down with him and really get into the nitty gritty of the contract details when it comes to the money that is coming back from Colorado as part of the Arnado deal, because there's, there's money that comes there's, there's all the money coming back, but what happens when you restructure a deal? You know, if he were to say opt out and then sign a new deal with the Cardinals at that point in time, the money that comes back from the Rockies would be null and void. The next question is, can you restructure the contract without it technically not being a new contract? And we had Jeff Jones on from the Belleville News Democrat earlier in the week, and he alluded to the fact that you the belief is that the contract can be restructured without putting at risk the money that the Rockies would still pay out to the Cardinals. Uh, but I don't think that's really been commented on from a public standpoint from the Cardinals. So I, I don't know if we know for a hundred percent sure. I just I don't know. And when when I hear Mosellock say today it comes down to Arnado opting in or not, I wonder is it is it that cut and dry because it has to be connected to the money that might come back. That's it for this edition of Sports Open Line. Uh, a lot more from Mosellock and Wainwright over the next few days. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 6 o'clock for a one-hour edition of the program in front of Thursday Night Football right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.